Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to this episode of Astros Baseball. On this episode, we're going to talk about the Astros and the A's, give you our players of the series, and of course, fair or foul. But first, let's bring them in. Tom, what's up, buddy? Good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. I truly feel that the Astros have put the entire league on notice with the uh, the happenings this weekend. I think they're really good, and they just got really better. I agree with you. So if you didn't know, I know you knew, but the people listening may not know that I ended up going to the game today. I, I believe I said on the last podcast that I was going to go. I applied for the media credentials for the game and I got turned down. So maybe I did the old booster shot for no reason, but I think my wife wanted me to get it anyway. But anyway, we... uh Left here at about 7.30, went to Bucky's, of course, like we always do, uh, wearing our matching shirts. The wife had Astros baseball podcast shirt on. She bought a Colt 45 hat, so we're pretty sickening. What do you think about lovers? What do we think about couples matching? Would you do that? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> Me and Steph, did, we, we had this whole fair foul on it on uh, Sunday Strohs and uh... – because what sparked it was I ran into somebody in the gym or a couple in the gym and they had matching shoes, matching sweatpants, matching shirt, matching hat, matching headphones. And I was like, well, there's one thing for sure. If one of them lost the other one, we had matching be, hats too. <laughs> you'd be able to match them up. But I was like, huh, I kind of like having my own little style. I would want her to have her own little style. I'm not ever going to tell anybody they can't do it. Just not for me. So you don't think we look cool? Because I do. I think we look <laughs> awesome. I don't really care what anybody thinks because we like to do it. That's us. We reroll. The- We're both in our fifties. We could care less. That's what's I- that's what's awesome. We could care less. That's all that matters. Thinks. But we like it. We enjoy it. But anyway, it was a good game. Here's what happened. My seats were in the top row of one twenty five, and you we couldn't see the big board. Ooh. Yes. And and that was foul. Remember? That was a foul question. Yeah. And my buddy Kevin was there. Kevin Martinez. I don't know if you've seen him around. But they were him and his son were sitting in section 111, which is on the visitor side. And he said, Man, I gotta take off. My my son's stomach is hurting. And because I had really good seats too. And you could go sit in if you want. 
And I was thinking, man, I got I got 125 behind the Astros dugout. I'm not moving. But then when I saw that I couldn't see the board, I told him, all right, well, send me the screenshots of your tickets. And we were in 36, and he was in row 23. So the seats were way better. <laughs> you're, you're a little further out, but, I mean, my wife was like, yeah, these are way better. And, and we could actually – you actually have to, to watch the game intensely when left-handed batters are up because you never know when a foul ball is coming. But overall, it was a good day. We had a good time. It was a good game. We finished the sweep. What was that? A uh, what they call that? A spoiler alert? Because <laughs> we're talking about the games, but we swept them. So spoiler alert. All right. So the first thing I want to bring up is Lance McCullers Jr.'s back, and the Magic Man sent back to Sugarland. Were you surprised by this? Not, not really, uh, because I took the time to look at the roster and kind of see who could go down to Sugarland. And it was really either going to be him or Brian Abreu. They'd both pitched pretty well. I mean, I, I'm with you. I would have rather seen Seth stay. But I understand if they wanted to keep the power arm guy and send the magic man down. I have no doubt in my mind that he'll be back up with the team as soon as two weeks when the uh, the rosters expand. So he uh, Dusty came out and was like, you know, we didn't want to send him. We just ran out of spots. You know, this was something we had to do. So they said it was no fault of his own. He pitched his tail off. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was definitely not happy about it. And I like when people are like that. Of course I'm not happy. Be honest. I like it. I, I like when people don't say the politically correct thing. Like, just admit it. I'm, I'm not happy about it. But if you look at the schedule, I mean, if you look at the roster, and you, you talked about Phil Maton had no more options. Dusty's totally in love with uh, Abreu, so... We'll see him back. Maybe he can earn a spot on the playoff roster, you know, if he shines, if he gets enough chances. But speaking of chances, this is something we're going to talk about in this episode, buddy. Why aren't they playing Trey Mancini? And now they are. And when they used Mancini and Jordan, I was like, Dusty, you better play both of them on Sunday. And he did. <laughs> and I was very happy. Did you expect that? For Sunday, no. I'll be honest with you. I thought that was going to be a one-time wonder for Lance. I didn't think that he would he would run him out there with CJ. But credit to Dusty, man. He's I I feel like he'll ride the hot hand. I think it took uh, Yuli getting a, a day off to to keep it rolling. But um, I'm glad he did because you can just see that lineup is just so much more potent with uh, Trey in it. Oh, it is by far. So we're not going to dig too deep into it because one of the fair fouls are about Trey Mancini. So we'll save that for later. All right, so let's get, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Michael Brantley done for the season, I believe. Yeah, partially torn labrum. I think they tried, it was very similar to what Jake Myers had last year. I think they tried to employ the same uh, tactics, you know, rest, see how it would respond, see if it was something he could play through. Got a second opinion. Found out the best thing for him to do is go ahead and get it operated on. Sucks because he's been out since June 26, 27. So maybe if they had jumped on it a little early, maybe he could have got back. I don't know. I really hope this is the last we see of him as an Astro because he is a free agent at the end of the year. But uh, Dusty came out and said that once he gets past the whole 
rehab process where he can be back with the club. He will be in the dugout. Something that's great because he's just a wealth of knowledge for all the young guys. I'm not going to lie. He's been gone so long, I almost forgot about him. <laughs> when you, sometimes you'll say, well, this is the optimum lineup. And people will say, oh, but what about Brantley? Oh, I forgot about him. Optimum lineup that can actually play. And that's what they did like Saturday, I think Saturday and probably today. We can get into that a little bit more. What do you think it is? Because I, I said it the other day and I kind of got lost and stumbled on my words. But you have to have Mancini in there, definitely. Mancini, Yuli, Alvarez. It's just kind of a choice between Diaz, Myers, and uh, Chaz McCormick, I guess, to round out the last guy. Yeah, and I really think it depends on who's on the mound, right? Chaz is batting uh, over 1,000 uh, OPS against lefties. So I feel like that's where you would need Chaz if the, if the lefty's up there. And then really, I think the next 40 some odd games are about seeing if Jake can be the the guy against righties. If not, it's probably going to be a ledness and I'm okay with that. I just wonder, you know, who that center fielder is going to be. You know what I mean? Because I don't think they want to play a ledness in center field. So that's, th that's why I, they want Myers to be the guy. I think they would put uh, Kyle Tucker in center and put Diaz in one of the corners before they did that. But anyway, let's get into Friday's game. You look back, Astros struggled with the A's. I think if, if my memory serves me correctly, they lost two series in a row. Did they get swept by them? or They did, they were, right? They were swept in Oakland. That's Ugh. correct. And it didn't start out good. The A's scored a run in the top of the second and the top of the third. We're down two to zero. The Astros didn't score at all in the first four innings. But Yuli had an RBI single in the fifth that brought an Altuve two to one. And then Tucker with a huge grand slam, and it was awesome. Yuli came in, Jordan, Alex Bregman came in, and the Astros all of a sudden are up five to two. Pena brought in Diaz with a double. That made it six to two. What a game changer! the grand slam was by Tucker. Absolutely. Tucker has been a different guy since he came back from having the whole stomach illness virus, whatever you want to call it. He had a couple days off his feet and uh, he's been, he's been seeing the ball really well hitting it to off fields. And when he's hitting, when Jordan's hitting, when Pena's hitting, that lineup's just so tough because they're all patient hitters. And then you're like stacking up pitches and then they're, they're just moving the line around. So you go through a uh, rotation real quick. What were they calling uh, right field? King King Tuck's what? Was it King Tuck's court? I think so. I think so. I don't want to confuse that with Aaron Judge's <laughs> whatever, but I was, I mean, they were really cheering for him and they did it on Saturday and I was expecting the same today, but I, I didn't really hear anything. Maybe he's got to do something to get the, the crowd uh, going top of the seventh, Bolt against uh, Smith. A two-run double made it six to four. Loriano had an RBI single, made it six to five. Is getting a little close for comfort for me. Uh, bottom of the eighth, Dubon had a sack fly. They brought in Pena, and that was the final score, seven to five. Luis Garcia, six innings, eight hits and four runs, six strikeouts and two walks. Picks up the win. He's nine and eight. 
with a 4.03 ERA. Will Smith, two-thirds of an inning, gave up a run. Stanek and Naris, no runs. Tucker, two for four with four RBIs. Pena, who's been hot lately, he was not doing very well. We we didn't really know what was going on. Maybe the uh, scouting report was out on him. They figured him out. Maybe he was just tired. You touched on that before. Three for four. Diaz stays hot. Two for four. The Astros, seven runs on 11 hits. Two for four with runners in scoring position. They left six on base. And Oakland also had 11 hits, but they only scored five runs. Is there anything you want to touch on Friday's game? Absolutely. Credit to uh, Luis Garcia for being able to battle. The first three innings, he struggled with command. He got behind in the game. His pitch count was up. Didn't look like he was going to make it five, much less six. And uh, then he had a couple really quick innings. So that enabled him to get the win. Also kept, you know, Dusty from having to use a big, you know, load on the bullpen, knowing he was going to go into Saturday with Lance and not necessarily knowing how deep he would be able to go. So for Garcia to do what he did was really important. And then the bats, you know, that, that, that was a, we were kind of wondering what kind of offense you would see leading into that series because they'd struggle with uh, Oakland the last time around. They just couldn't yeah. score. So left a ton of guys on base. That wasn't the case this time. So a great way to start the series. And a big hit. We had a couple of big hits in the last series. We had a big hit that helped us win this game on Friday, Saturday. It's what everybody was looking forward for or forward to. And that was the return of Lance McCullers Jr., who, in my opinion, out of all the players on the Astros roster, is Mr. Houston. I know Altuve is probably Mr. Astro, but Lance McCullers, he's entrenched in the city of Houston. Bury me in the H. He loves Houston, so I know he's uh, very well loved in town. But let's get to the bottom of the first before we talk about Lance McCullers. Bregman, a two-run homer, brought in Jordan Alvarez. We're up two to zero. Chaz had a triple in the bottom of the fourth, brought in Mancini and Pena. We're cruising. We're up four to zero. Bottom of the sixth, Mancini had a double, brought in Tucker, five to zero. Pena had a double and brought in Mancini. Let's stop here. What do you think about this lineup? What do you think about it? They they got Mancini, they got Alvarez in. They're cruising six to zero. And that's also how long uh, McCullers went. Six innings, two hits, no runs, five strikeouts, four walks. Amazing outing. What do you think about McCullers? And what do you think about this offensive output by this beautiful roster? So when the Lance start was announced, I was I was cautiously optimistic. I didn't expect him to pitch as well as he did. It was one of those things where I just I saw him in Sugarland both times. I didn't think he could, you know, just turn the switch on, I guess, or whatever it was, because he didn't look nearly as good in the two starts against Dallas Keuchel uh, in Sugarland. So, me, my, my, I was talking, you know, with some of the folks at work, and I was like, look, if he goes five innings, throws ninety pitches, and gives up two runs, I think, and maybe six Ks. It's going to be a great start for Lance McCullers. They're going to have a good chance to win the ball game. And all he did was, you know, exceeded that, you know, leaps and bounds. And then when this lineup came out, I, I, 
I was part of the part of the group, you know, amongst Astros Twitter that just never felt that Dusty was giving the lineup, the 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 quality of lineup that it, it could be. There was always what one or two guys in the lineup. You're like, uh, I'd rather see someone else. This one, on the other hand, was perfect. It had everybody you wanted. It had them where you wanted, and you could just see it. They they were just so tough. Mancini came out. You know, everybody's been begging for him to be in the lineup. Three for three, right off the bat, instant contributor. And there were just no holes. It was like, I'm going to get you wherever I'm going to get you. I think uh, I think Altuve and Maldi were the only two without, you know, doing major damage. And it's like, if you'd have told me before the game that Altuve would give you nothing, I don't know that I could have said they have scored anywhere near the runs they did. Yeah. So we go to the bottom of the seventh. Tucker had a triple, brought in Yuli and Jordan. That made it 8-0, to zero, and that was the final. Lance McCullers, who can't shut out a triple-A team, Round Rock. And his numbers weren't very good, like you pointed out in the second game. And we, you thought, I believe, that he should pitch one more there. And when, when they said he was going to Houston, I was kind of thinking they might have pulled the trigger a little too early and gave him what he wanted. I was shocked. He looked really, really good really good like he hasn't even been gone absolutely I, I really feel like when you see a start like that it just makes you it just makes you think oh my god it's that Lance McCullers the guy that, that pitched last year before he got hurt who was as dominant as any ace in the league now he's back to being pretty much what his old self now it's a lot it's one start it's Oakland they're not going anywhere we've, we've <laughs> you've made countless references to what their record is and where they are in the standings but when you see some of the pitches he executed, when you see some of the movement that he had, is the velocity down? Yes. But is 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 the break on stuff? Is is the 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 execution of the pitches there? Absolutely. And that's the biggest thing. I think the velocity will come with time, and he'll be in a great position with the six man rotation to slowly ramp up to a postseason. Oh yeah. So Mayton went an inning, no runs and two strikeouts. Abreu two innings. Good job by Abreu. One hit and one strikeout. So the two guys that could have, you know, that I was like, get rid of one of those guys. Don't get rid of my magic, man. They both did good. So I don't care who's in there. Even I could have favorites. I could have not. But as long as they produce, I don't really care. Mancini, three for four. He was pretty close to getting a four for four game. Pena, two for four. Yuli, two for four. Jordan, two for four. Tucker had two RBIs. Bregman went one for three, but he walked once. So he got on base twice. Bregman's a walking machine, buddy. I believe he's fourth, third or fourth in, in Major League Baseball in walks. You know what? I forgot to, to say this, but after Tucker's Grand Slam, he passed Jordan, and he's third in the American League in RBI. Yeah, they're, they're, they've been back and forth, back and forth. And which is great because I'm sure there's a something, a bulletin board, something in the clubhouse. You know, you know, they're keeping score. Yeah. So the Astros had eight runs on 12 hits. Great out offensive output. Four for eight with runners in scoring position. They only left four on base and Oakland only had five hits. So great job by the offense. Great pitching. Pretty much the perfect game, if you ask me. Now, tell the people what you thought was going to happen today because of what happened Saturday. All right. So, this, <laughs> this morning, I, I'm off to the game. 
and I, I don't know if I text you or, but I said it somewhere. This, it came out of my mouth or it came out of my fingers that today was a blow your wad game. And I told my wife, I said, babe, we're at the game already. I go, this, the Astros may not be able to score today. But I did post this before I left that Javier had two quality starts in a row. He went six innings both times. I think he gave up one run and zero. The one before that, he gave up three runs. I think it was one run and two runs. So three in a row. It was two in a row, but the other one was five innings and three runs. So he's actually been doing pretty well. And I thought it was a blow your wad game. I thought if we were going to win, we're going to win four to two, four to three. But I was wrong. I was happily wrong. So deja vu, bottom of the first, Bregman, two-run homer, brings in Jordan. Same exact thing that happened on Saturday. How amazing is that? Both with two outs. Yeah. Bottom of the second, Altuve had a double, brought in Chaz McCormick and Vasquez, and we're up four to zero. The crowd's happy. I'm happy. We're having fun. <laughs> Bottom of the six, Vasquez with an RBI single, brought in Tucker. I actually filmed that one and posted it. Bottom of the seventh, Bregman, RBI double, brought in Pena, six to zero Astros. And then Will Smith came in. Every time I say Will Smith, I think I'm, I, I put his first name wrong, but I know I'm right. He got jiggy with it, gave up a home run to <laughs> Allen in the eighth, made it six to one. Top of the ninth, the A score from third on a ground out. Made it six to two. Presley came in, gave up a single to Kemp. They made it six to three. And that was the final. They made it scary. And it was because someone that's been very good had a very bad game. And that was Montero. Yeah, I, I, I watched the game. I didn't love it. I mean, Montero's been so good. But I feel like every player is going to have one of those games where, you know, they're just not going to have it. And you hope, if you're lucky, that, like in Montero's case, it didn't cost him the game. So I'm glad that they were able to get it done. I hate that they had to go to Presley, but I don't think he's pitched in a couple days, so it kind of worked out in his favor, too. He probably needed the work. Um, I know they, they're, they're going into a series tomorrow, so he may be a little taxed, but the wins what well, was important. Yeah, they were up 6-1 to one going into the ninth, and then he wasn't going to pitch. And he ends up coming in and getting a save. Save number 23 for Presley because of the men on base. Bregman, two for four with three RBIs. Vasquez, three for four with an RBI. And he scored a run. Altuve had two RBIs. And we tried to get this total correct. And someone had posted that uh, it was the A's beat writer, right, that the 16 of the 19 runs the Astros have scored on the A's was with two outs. And then that was, I guess, after the first inning. And so we tallied it up, folks, and we could be wrong. We could be right, but it doesn't matter. 22 of the 25 runs the Astros scored with two outs. That's nuts. It's really what, what you hope for when, when you talk about timely hitting. You know, there's obviously you're going to you're going to run into pitchers, you know, with one out or no outs, you get a hold of them. 
but in tight games where you know hits aren't at a premium a walk or or a stolen base or something scoring with two outs is backbreaker type stuff it just it hurts twice oh yeah so naris came in an inning and no runs and two strikeouts smith three hits not good montero two hits and a walk and then presley gave up a hit but he actually got two outs he made the he made the final play a little tapper to the to the pitcher that was good uh, but anyway, that's it. We win the game. We win the series. We get the sweep. And that only leaves one thing. If you don't have anything to add about today's game, which was fun, it was awesome, I had a good time, we'll do players of the series if you don't have anything to add. No, I'm good. This lineup was great. Uh, other than Myers, which we talked about, which we can flip-flop and whatever, I think this is a really good, solid, scary lineup with all of those guys in there. It really is. I think I think fans will go nuts if Mancini's not in there at least three out of four games. There's He's no reason so to productive. not have him in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. You don't – because remember, I, I kept saying, why did you even trade for him if you're not going to use him? That was yeah. my point. All right. Players of the series, let's start with pitcher. Who do you got? It's got to be Lance McCullers, right? It's got to be. I mean, it, it was, for me, like, all the guys pitched great. But for Lance to do what he did, that's that that's the X factor for, for this team. It makes this team so much scarier. It, it's it's well-known fact how talented he is. You know, the 20, what is it, 24 curveballs he threw to the Yankees to, you know, the and, and their playoff aspirations in 2017. I mean, there's like, there's like, Guys that, that people were trying to get at the trade deadline that aren't as good as Lance McCullers can be when he's right. And if they have Lance McCullers back to being the way that he was last year, now you have a problem. Like your top three starters are, are all very, very nasty. Your fourth starter in the playoffs is going to be somebody I, that, that these guys are going to have to compete for that one spot. And we're talking about, Garcia, who's been very good. CJ, who's been very good. Urquidy, who's been very good. And then the other two. So for whatever reason, they pick one. The other two go into the bullpen, and they're, they're going to be really good there too. So it's just so much more depth that this, this adds to a rotation that's already been really well, to a bullpen that's already been really well. And then we just talked about the lineup. So it's just scary for everybody not associated with the Astros. It's nuts to think about adding McCullers to JV and Framber. That's three aces. It's, it's It feels like it's 2018 all over. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, my pitcher of the series is Christian Javier. He pitched the same amount of innings, six, as McCullers. He only gave up one hit. McCullers gave up two. He had six <laughs> strikeouts. McCullers had five. He only walked three batters. McCullers walked four. So I'm going with Christian Javier as my pitcher of the series. Get no Are, argument for me. You cannot. Who's your position player of the series? Oh, this is going to be good. So the position <laughs> player of the series for me is Alex Bregman. Me too. Alex Bregman has been awesome. Uh, I think he's got homers in three of the last four games. You know, that dad power, you know, that newfound dad power. Hashtag dad power. He looks so good at the plate. He's hitting the other way now. And then, you know, obviously he's still taking walks, so he's not forcing anything. He's just in a really good spot where it's like he's going to take whatever you give him 
And if you're not careful, he's going to hit a mistake over the, into the Crawford boxes, or he's going to go the other way, or he's going to wait you out and he's going to walk. Yeah. At the end of the uh, podcast last time, I said, I almost picked Bregman. He's, and I didn't pick him because of how he's been playing. He's he's done he's done really good getting on base, walking, bringing in runs, home run in the first inning two days in a row, bringing in Jordan when Jordan's usually the guy bringing people in. It kind of seems like Jordan scored a lot of runs. He got on base a lot, but anyway, we both got Bregman. So now, who is your Coach Rose Award for the overachiever of the series? So this could go a lot of ways. It really could. I mean, but for me, and he's not even an overachiever. It's just now he's playing to the level. It's Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker has been, he he was in a god-awful slump for it seemed like three weeks. And then he gets sick, has some bad Chinese food or whatever it was. (laughs) Comes back, all of a sudden it's like he's fixed, you know? All right. Yacked it up or whatever, and he's good to go. So when Kyle Tucker's right, it's just so hard to deal with him and Jordan in the middle of that lineup. Then you add Mancini and now Bregman with the dad power. That's four guys in the middle, man. It's just, who are you going to pitch to? I'm talking about you might be picking Pena for the overachiever. He's been he's been uh, struggling for a long time. He's there too. But for me, I think that it's more important to have Tucker right than Pena. So I, I'm giving, giving the award to the guy we need the most. All right, I'm going to throw a curveball here. Vasquez. No. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm going to throw a curveball. My overachiever, Coach Rose winner, is Lance McCullers Jr. Oh, he didn't overachieve. He well, did. Mean, he did. He did. He, he couldn't. He didn't pitch this well against AAA. You, yeah, you and I, neither one of us expected this. That's true. That's true. Neither that's one true. of us. And there's but no way capable. Round Rock Express is better than these guys. Well, yeah. so is Kyle Tucker. That's true. That's true. We didn't expect we didn't expect McCullers to do this. He hasn't done anything all year. That's true. He's had a couple of rehab stints. He didn't look good. He overachieved. He's my Coach Rose Award. I'm with it. I think it's a good job. All right. So the Astros are 75 and 41, 13 out of Seattle, 23 out of Texas, 23 and a half ahead of the Angels, and 33 and a half ahead of Oakland. And two and a half ahead of the Yankees. Oh, yeah. Are they, uh, how are they? They're playing the Red Sox tonight, right? The Red Sox beat them 3 0. Oh, yeah. All right. So coming up Monday through Thursday. We got the Chicago White Sox or Keedy on Monday, Tuesday, JV and Cease, the number one and number two guys for the Cy Young Award this year. Wednesday is Framer Valdez and Thursdays Luis Garcia, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Atlanta. Chicago White Sox are fifty nine and sixty three. They're six and four in their last ten. Atlanta's in second place in the. Uh, AL East, they beat us in the World Series. This should be fun. Oh, absolutely. They're they're still very, very good. If the Mets weren't playing completely out of their mind, you know, it's it's pretty fair to say that they would be first in the in the NL East. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's a good test. If we could just go on the road the same series and play the Nationals, it could be the teams that beat us road trip. 
teams that beat us in the World Series road trip. So anyway, there's some guys on uh, social media from Atlanta talking garbage. All right. You ready for fair or foul, buddy? Let's do it. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, number one. And this came from you because of the game tonight. And I didn't see it because I was on the road. But I do have opinions. I always have opinions if you ask me for them. So they were mic'd up. They had mic'd up today. And I, I remember, because I told you they we've already done this. Because remember how awesome it was when Altuve was mic'd up? But you said that they're letting Twitter ask these questions. And so I'm assuming that you're not into it. Absolutely not. It was 100% foul. I don't know if they screened a lot of these, but it's like one of the questions was, and this, and Glaber Torres was the guy that was mic'd up, and it was like, hey, how many homers do you think Aaron Judge is going to hit? And it's like, I get it, but at the same time, I, I got to feel like you could ask him something about fielding the position, something about what he's looking for, something about, you know, positioning, the shift like anything other than Aaron Judge's home run count. You know, I just thought it was a poor question. And I'm like, uh, maybe we should save the question asking for guys to get paid to ask questions and not just. What other questions were asked that you can think of? So, so I kind of muted it after that. I just turned it off. I was so tuned out. And uh, I, I like, they were before that, they were just kind of getting him, you know, his opinion, you know, how he's doing and this and that. And that was like one of the first questions I was like, mm. I'm done. I checked out. So I wish I could have had more to give you, but that was enough for me to know that it, it wasn't good. I don't even, yeah, you, you said, uh, you didn't know if they screened the questions. Why would they even ask that? First of all, it's not a, a good question. And second of all, they shouldn't even allow that to be asked. That's not a good question. So I'll say foul. I, I, I mean, Whatever they asked Altuve, they asked perfect questions because it was amazing when Altuve was out there. They asked him perfect questions. We got awesome answers, and we learned things. But how are you going to learn stuff if you ask an opinion of of a teammate? So we got double fouls there. All right, so this happened today. This was my wife's, and I've done this one somewhere on one of the two podcasts, but we're going to bring it up again. Let's get your opinion on this. Throwing back the home run ball hit by the opponent. I think it's foul. I think it's foul. I understand it. You're 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 the solidarity of the club, but I mean it's it's not gonna do anything. Like they're just gonna give it to some other little kid, or they're just gonna you know throw it in a bucket or something. Might as well keep the ball. You don't need signed. You know you can go hit it. You know, the next day with with friends or whatever, ah, Major League Baseball and beat it up. But throwing it back is just a waste of time. It kind of wastes the game a little bit. I'm I'm personally, uh, I'd keep it. Me too. As soon as they caught that ball in the Crawford box, I think it was Allen had that home run over there. 
I mean, I'm telling you, buddy, the split second he caught it, boo, boo, and then, yeah, like, <laughs> I ain't throwing it back. You can boo me for an hour. Yeah. It is so dumb. I'm egging it on. I'm like, come on. It is so ridiculous. You, if I could come back home and I would put, if I had a home run ball from a major league baseball game, I don't care who hit it. I, w- I would put it in a, a stand. I would save it forever. They're extremely rare. Because it's not a practice ball. It's not, it's a, it's a live major league baseball that someone hit a home run with. And for people to bully, I call it bullying. And I don't know where they stole. I think it's dumb. I can't say the word S with an S. My wife, <laughs> man. You know what I'm talking about? It's kind of like dumb, but it starts with an S. Uh, but uh, yeah, it annoys me. It really, really annoys me. I, I would keep it. It'd be fun. I'd be, yeah, I would do like you. Come on. All right. Number three. So we both say foul. It's dumb. It's really, it's, I don't, I don't get it. I would never do it. Number three, Mancini's playing time will go up. I think that's fair. I think it has to. I think you can't, you can't justify not playing him if he's producing, especially when you're now down a left fielder because you're, you're, you're without Michael Brantley for the foreseeable future. They, uh, in a post game, James Click came out, or maybe it was pregame. I'm sorry, pregame. James Click came out and said they're working on left field every day with him. So it's like, at some point, you got to just let him figure it out in game scenarios. The same way you're talking about letting Jake Myers do it. So, and then if you really are, are worried about your defensive alignment, then you give Yuli a day off. I think more days off for Yuli aren't going to hurt him. You know, he's been playing this game forever. All right, number four. We should have did this on Father's Day. I forgot. But having your cell phone on on a hip, on the hip, like a little holder. Foul. Nothing nothing screams old, uptight guy to me like that. I say foul, too. <laughs> I was afraid you were going to go the other way. No, no. I'm not that old. All right, number five. I, I did take a road trip today. What is your thoughts on the cruise control? Fair or foul? I used to be a fair with the cruise control. Now it just seems like you're on your break all the time. You got to stop, start, stop, start. So it's there and it never gets used. If you're the only one on the road, it's the most awesome thing ever. Except when you're, you're in the hills because your truck will rev up super high because it has to maintain that speed. So it guns it. But to me, I try to put it on. I get in the right lane, and then all of a sudden, hit the brakes, go around them, start it up. Hit the brakes, start it up, go around them, or however you want to say it. But it's like one of those things we talked about. It's a good idea, but it's it, you can't really use it. There's too much traffic. I agree. So I don't even know what I'm saying here. I'm going to say foul. You can't really use it. <laughs> but anyway, we are getting close to the end, so let me give you a a minute and 20 seconds or less to, to give your final thought. I don't need it. I really don't need it. These throws are awesome. This lineup is awesome. This rotation looks awesome. The bullpen, I think, will eventually be awesome. And the only question is, is you know, can they can this sustain it? Other than that, I really look forward to the challenges that they, they're coming up against with 
the White Sox and, and the uh, Atlanta Braves because they're the two teams left in the, uh, the foreseeable future with winning records. So other than that, they're doing great. All right, folks. We've got the Astros versus the White Sox Monday through Thursday. I think all three – the first three games are at 7 and thir- Tuesday – I mean Thursday's game is at 1. So anyway, thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time on Astros Baseball. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.